the oil and gas industry, the home of innovation, cutting edge technology, and the extraordinary people who make it all happen. Together, we're powering the world. Here are the stories of business builders who are leading the way in the energy sector. This is Zebra Marketing Solutions Oil and Gas Business Builders Podcast, where we explore the real experiences of today's leaders in business growth with key takeaways to start implementing right now in our own companies. And now here is your host, Laura Kamrath. Hi, and welcome to the Oil and Gas Business Builders podcast. Welcome guest, Dr. Amanda Rico. Hey, great to be here. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How's it going, Laura? It's going pretty pretty good. Thanks for joining us on the show. I'm super excited to have you join us as a guest today to talk a little bit more about careers and resume building. We're in a very interesting and unique time right now, uh, un- somewhat unprecedented in regards to events being canceled and our typical networking type situations where we can actually meet people have been limited. And uh, I think career and you know, many people, especially in the current climate, are looking at potential, you know, insecurities in their current jobs. And also there have been, you know, quite a few layoffs, which is certainly concerning to a lot of people. So I wanted to bring this discussion to you today and Dr. Amanda Rico, who can help us learn a little bit more about the types of things we can be doing right now in our careers and our businesses, um, you know, networking wise, and how we can move forward in the current climate where some of our face to face interactions have been limited. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about uh, Dr. Amanda Rico. She specializes in resume building editing and career solutions for senior and executive level professionals. Through her business, Rico Editorial Services, Dr. Rico has generated materials and built profiles for TEDx speakers, healthcare executives, entrepreneurs, and energy and petroleum professionals. She has published in the Houston Business Journal and worked alongside public officials, career diplomats, and corporate executives such as Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner, Ambassador Kay Bailey Hutchinson, Jeff Immelt, Jeff Schellebarger and Jeff Miller, a member of Career Directors International, a first-tier internationally recognized resume certification organization. Dr. Rico is currently completing her certified advanced resume writer credential. Amanda earned her PhD in English at Texas A&M University and her MA and BA in English from the University of Oklahoma. Uh, so that that's really awesome. You went to A&M. Our, our last guest, Deji Adaye, was also A&M grad and um, so we were talking with him about his experience at AM. Yeah, very uh, great bio. And uh, thanks. It's always weird to hear about yourself whenever you talk about it. Yeah. No, you've, you've had some really great experience, and I'm excited to bring your knowledge to our listeners today. So tell us a little bit more. Uh, we're in some very unprecedented times right now. How can oil and gas job seekers pivot in this challenging market? Yeah, this is a really good question, Laura. And it's something I've been dealing a lot with, not necessarily even only with clients. I mean, the majority of my clients are 90% um, EMP professionals. So I really specialize in oil and gas resume writing, but also just with friends. I mean, I, my husband is a senior drilling engineer. He pivoted from the upstream 
upstream sector to midstream. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different challenges that people are dealing with right now and thinking through their transferable skills and how they can either stay in the industry and survive or get out of the industry and survive, <laughs> right? So it's kind of like just a survival game either way, but, you know, and really what's been working fairly well right now um, in terms of building professional materials to kind of transition out is to have one resume that's catered towards oil and gas and another resume that's catered toward a different industry that is the most targeted industry that you can transition to without having to do tons of intensive work or certifications or extra education, Um, right? I mean, a lot of clients that I speak to, they're saying, well, I don't even have a four-year degree or I don't even have my MBA or, and this is really concerning to them thinking through what type of job market they're going to be in. And while I completely sympathize and understand, I would really caution job seekers in the EMP industry to not necessarily, um, think through, you know, up and getting all of spending all of this money to get a new education, instead really focus on the core proven results and delivered results that you've already done, right? So I mean, people who have 17 to 30 years of experience, which is the majority of people that I work with, you have tons of experience, tons of background, and many times in wearing a lot of different hats, right? So someone who is an operations manager, you know, manager or supervisor, think through, okay, what types of positions might work for the upstream sector? Are they hiring in that sector? (laughs) If they're not, is there a different sector that I could pivot to? Would there be any types of positions in downstream or midstream or offshore or all these different things. If not, could I shift to a different industry? Could I go to manufacturing or industrial? Um, And this is really something that I, whenever I speak to clients, I really try to walk them through thinking through what types of things they've done that could transfer to a different industry. Like for instance, I know that you're a a geologist, right? Um, Well, I've been working with quite a few geologists uh, and geosteerers, you know, geophysicists, and a lot of them are feeling really stuck right now because it's kind of niche to be a geologist. So we've been thinking through, okay, well, you guys tend to be really good at data analytics, right? And economic assessments, um, statistics, things like that. And so thinking through how those types of skills can transition to a job as a data analyst, um, a research analyst, things like that in a different industry. Now, of course, there are going to be different challenges that go along with that. You may need to get new certifications. You may need to get new software competencies. But compared to the price and the amount of time of getting an MBA or of going you know, back to school and spending thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. um, if you can get these things online and somewhat quickly within you know, a couple of months or so, go that faster route. And that's really only if you are looking at job descriptions and you're consistently seeing things like Python or CAD or, um, you know, certain types of software competencies that you realize, okay, this is the route that I really want to go. This is what I need to do if I want to even be considered, you know, going into this new industry. So be very calculated about how you're making that transition. Don't just rush into it don't just think through, okay, well, I don't have a job now, so I need to rush, 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 and, you know, or not rush, 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 but slow down and do a four-year degree. You know, just weigh your options 
really look at what those job descriptions are requesting of you and use those job descriptions like a manual to to really allow them to tell you this is what your next steps need to be. Because the more job descriptions you look at, the more you'll start to see a pattern and you'll realize, okay, for a research analyst or a data analyst, these are the types of skills I have to have. Well, I have roughly 75% of those skills. Awesome. That's actually pretty good. That means I'll probably be a good fit, but I need to add X, Y, Z. What would it take to add those skills? How much time, how much money? And, you know, think through if that's even a route you want to take, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I'm seeing so many people right now in this unfortunate time, just diving into new things without even really thinking if that's a route they want to take. And, you know, again, I, I, I completely understand and sympathize. I have been there. I have taken jobs for free. I have, you know, done that, that, those types of things. But I would caution you to think about how your time is being spent and really think through spending it wisely. If your time would be best spent networking with people in your industry because you have so much oil and gas experience rather than trying to pivot out to a new industry that you have basically no experience in, just, you know, kind of weigh your options in a way that would allow you to find success faster, more efficiently, and more cheaply, honestly. So many people are spending a lot of money right now (laughs) when they could be, you know, spending their time differently. So yeah, yeah, Hmm. definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a, you know, some really good advice, especially given, you know, we don't know what the oil and gas industry is going to do, you know, it's, it, it, nobody has a crystal ball. And I think it's just important for us all to be proactive and keep our focus open, looking for new opportunities. And really, like you said, just considering our options and looking at our experience and trying to find the closest fit Um, whether that be oil and gas or whether that be um, a new industry that we might have a skill set that is suited to that could be transferable. And, And you know, I think it's oil and gas. Don't count it out. I mean, I, you know, all the projections are coming in at, you know, probably quarter one or two of 2021. And, you know, I I understand this is completely unprecedented and that there's going to be a flooded market for a while. But I mean, it, it will come back up, you know, it's already at $40, you know, yeah. a girl, like, you know, we're not tanked completely anymore. So if, if you have tons of experience in oil and gas, and that's where you want to stay, you know, please just keep going and hold out really. Yeah. And, and I also wanted to mention, we had another guest on, um, a couple episodes ago named Bellanie DeShong, and she has a program around mindset and mindset coaching. And I think one of the most important things, in addition to really spending the time on your resume and your job search, is also looking at your mindset and not allowing yourself to fall into a trap of negative thinking or, um, you know, allowing yourself to be a victim and, and just really focusing on creating the future that you want and looking at the possibilities instead of looking at the impossibilities of it. Yeah. And a lot of the times this is easier said than done. I mean, I really will only talk about these things one-on-one with clients because when I say things like this, it's, 
it's not actionable to a lot of people. A lot of people, they hear these things and they think, okay, but I'm stuck in this. I don't know how to get out of it. You know, that's what I like to do with a lot of my posts and things on LinkedIn is make sure that I'm giving people bite-sized, actionable things they can do at, you know, at a really practical level. You know, your resume is a document. It's not some abstract concept of mindset. You know, it's this document that you're going to use as a tool to get a job. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is a tool that you can use to network, you know, so I try to really base it in, you know, tangible things. (laughs) Yeah. And that absolutely. I mean, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And, um, you know, we're always saying just do what's next instead of just looking at how overwhelming this can be, just do what's next. And, you know, what's next may be watching one of Dr. Rico's uh, videos or posts on LinkedIn and doing, you know, taking one little step and whatever that next step might be, just doing it one step at a time. So that being said, and talking about uh, LinkedIn, uh, what would you say? I mean, we've had a lot of our in-person interactions limited right now, which can make it really difficult for job search because we can't go out and meet people. Yep. So what do you, what would you say are some actionable solutions that professionals can use right now to network in this current virtual environment? Yeah. Well, you know, I I am not a representative for LinkedIn, but if you don't have premium already, you have to spend that $30 a month. You have to invest that $30 a month for premium. Honestly, um, if you're serious about networking and about finding your next opportunity, LinkedIn is your number one chance to make that happen. Number one on the top of your list. It should be, completely priority one for you to get that lined up because your profile, your LinkedIn profile, your ability to engage and connect with other people on LinkedIn will be the key to you finding a new position right now in this virtual world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many people are on LinkedIn right now, people that I have never seen on LinkedIn because now they're in a position where they're at home, they're not employed. Um, And in many ways, this is, you know, extremely frustrating, but it also creates a lot of opportunity for um, people to connect in ways they wouldn't have been able to when they were so busy with their eight to five. And so, you know, reaching out to people in a very customized, considerate way is one of the best things that I can say to do on LinkedIn. And one of the best ways to do this so that you don't use up all those in-mail credits is to, um, it's a little hack that I've, I've figured out that I'm sure some of you have figured out before, but you know, whenever you go through and you scan people and you see that little connect button, well, instead of just clicking that connect button, go on their profile and hit customize invite. Okay, so that customize invite section, and Laura, I'm sure you already know this, <laughs> that customize invite section gives you, I think roughly 120 characters that you can use to introduce yourself and have just a very nice custom greeting, right? So something that I'll use is to say, hi, insert name here. I hope you're doing well during this downturn. My best, Amanda. Super simple. Yeah. Not not put, there's no pitch. There's no weirdness. I'm not saying this is about me. I'm just saying, I hope you're doing well. Kind of this, we're all in this together because you genuinely care about that person, right? You genuinely yeah. care about doing okay. And um, I, I think that's a really good point too, is I think a lot of people don't really know what to say when they're connecting virtually on LinkedIn. But, you know, what I always tell my clients is 
the purpose of LinkedIn is to start a conversation. Yes. When you're reaching out to people on LinkedIn, it's not about what you can get from them. It's about having a conversation and actually building a relationship with that person. Right. So, yeah. And, and a good thing to think about is, you know, rather than, you know, you don't want to message them and say something like, hey, I'm looking for a job at your company. Yes. Do you know how I can get one or something like that? You know? I've, I've had it so many times. People just reach out to me and it's just a barrage. Yeah. And it, that kind of a, an approach can just turn people off. So, you know, what I've always recommended is something that will start a conversation. And that may be in this case, you know, letting them know I'm currently looking for a new position do you have any advice for me in my job search? I noticed that you worked at this company or, you know, whatever that might be, but, but doing it in a way that they might respond with some advice or they right. might be willing to help you in some way and, and be interested in helping you. And I would say, don't even launch into that in the first engagement. Don't right. even say anything about wanting advice on their company. I, I really caution, I'm cautioning as many people as I can right now to not dive into that. Everyone is so inundated with messages. Mm -hmm. Everyone is so overwhelmed by the amount of content that's coming at them right now. There's webinars, posts, you know, resources. People are hustling with a yeah. full job and a side job or free side jobs or just be very, very careful, you know, listeners, <laughs> yeah. be very careful about how you're approaching people. Again, you know, it's that virtual handshake. Imagine you were in the middle of a room and you're at a networking event. Would you just walk up to someone and say, Hey, I noticed you work for this company. Do you have mm -hmm. a job there right now? Yeah. Um, no, you would come up, you would ask them about themselves, right? Just polite, right? You don't come up and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. This is all about mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, but it's, I, I understand not everybody, um, many people are in positions right now where they're feeling frustrated and they, they feel that they're on a time crunch. Mm -hmm. So they think that they need to reach out to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. And this is the way to do it. You just mass message people, but mm -hmm. I guarantee you, guarantee you, people will not message you back. They don't yeah. care if you send out five or 105, they will not message you back. So Take your time to curate, you know, 10 solid, brief, customized messages mm -hmm. to people, you know, showing interest, showing a specialized interest in who they are, actually look at their profile. Yeah. <laughs> and that will reap so many more rewards because the point of this is for you to build relationships, not just to get people tossing things at you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another pointer that I don't think a lot of people realize is that, you know, on LinkedIn, you only have access to your first degree connections who are like your friends, you know, your, your direct connections, and then second degree connections are like a friend of a friend. And so you can message those people um, when you're connected to them as many times as you want. But there are limits on how many people you can contact who you're not connected to. And eventually you'll have to pay for what they call in-mails, which is like a private message to anyone that you don't know on LinkedIn. Right. Um, so there is like, there is a hack though, when you join groups, you actually can message all the people in your group, whether you're not, whether you're connected to them or not. So um, looking for groups that are related to things that are relevant to the types of positions that you're looking for can be very helpful because 
it can give you some extra access to people who might be aligned with those uh, interests who might be able to help you as well. Extremely. And it's a one-stop shop rather than having to go through all these people and, you know, customize your searches, um, you know, to find people that might be in your similar industry and interest and, mm-hmm. you know, alum and, you know, all this different <laughs> stuff. So the groups are a great way. And most people, you know, most groups will accept you right yeah. off. I mean, it's, it's not a difficult process to get into many of these EMP groups. So yeah. be careful about certain EMP groups, though, that have um, scam job listings. Yeah. There are certain ones. Just be cautious, I think, about some of those right now. I mean, this is really a time where people are tuning up the scams, you know, because people are in vulnerable positions. So just be very careful about applying to things. If it looks off, if it asks you for personal information, especially your social security number, do not respond. (laughs) Don't. don't I don't care how desperate you are. Don't respond. Yeah. (laughs) Good advice. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of crazy, you know, scammy stuff out there. It's just important to be careful. For the most part, I think most of the things I've seen on LinkedIn are pretty legit, but it is always important to just be careful of that. They slip in here and there. Yeah. Yeah, they're sneaky. They're sneaky right now. Yeah. So thank you so much for all of your input. It's really been helpful. And I know this is some great content for a lot of our listeners who may be in the situation of Um, starting a job search or might be thinking about, you know, uncertainty in their job right now. So um, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us about this topic. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Laura. Absolutely. Thank you. So I wanted to find out if you have a resource like a book or um, some sort of resource to share with our listeners today. You know what? I would really say it's kind of a silly (laughs) resource, but it's helpful for anyone. Resume for dummies. (laughs) (laughs) I order it. It's $12 on Amazon. It um, is actually by the president of the organization that I'm aligned with, um, Career Directors International. She actually wrote the book. Um, It's extremely thorough. It's up to date. It has tons of resources that you can use. And you can just have it at your fingertips so that you're scanning through. It's the details, the headlines, it's very accessible. It's not difficult or dense. So anybody who's challenged or frustrated by trying to build their resume on their own, this is a really great resource. Awesome. Excellent recommendation. Yeah, I know. I always feel silly recommending it, but I mean, it's it's a great resource. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've read some of the For Dummies books, and honestly, sometimes you just need practical advice. <laughs> And you need something that's like the Cliff Notes version of what you're trying to do because it's so overwhelming. If you could buy 20 different books on resumes and some could be outdated or some could be by people that don't necessarily, you know, they don't necessarily have things in your industry. This is a, it has samples in it, samples of resumes for entry level, mid, you know, executive. So, I mean, it gives you a whole holistic, you know, kind of look at what a resume should look like right now, you know, in, in 2020. Awesome. Great advice. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you again, Dr. Rico, for being on the show. We really appreciate you sharing your insights and knowledge with us and look forward to staying in touch. Definitely. And thank you again to all of the oil and gas business builders listeners. Thanks for listening to the show and come back and check us out next time. 
Thanks for listening to Zebra Marketing Solutions Oil & Gas Business Builders Podcast. Join our Oil & Gas Business Builders groups on LinkedIn and Facebook and see our videos on YouTube and on ogbbmedia.com. Visit zmsenergymarketing.com to learn more about how we can help you and your business design and implement a marketing strategy to retain and attract customers, grow revenues, and gain market share. Join us on the next episode for more great takeaways from business builders who are leading the way in the energy sector.